Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back for another special episode of IndiePod, an Indie Games podcast. This is once again our pseudo-Patreon uh, um, we don't episodes. know what we're doing. Yeah, this, it's all a new thing. We we did the book club last month, and that was great. I believe I'm going to be posting these basically like one month behind for people who aren't patrons. Mm. So if you would like to become a patron, make sure you do so. Um, I'm going to give these at like a dollar tier or above, so you get these the month that they come out instead of the month after, and. For some of the higher tiers, I believe $3 is probably where we're going to put that you can actually participate in the book club episodes and you can vote on what we do for these episodes, which are meant to kind of like flesh out our characters a little bit. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of kind of make us a little bit more, don't, you know, don't like that way. Don't like that way that you <laughs> described it. <laughs> basically it's just meant to make us seem a little bit more human than the weird personas that we put on we on the actual episodes robots <laughs> i actually like for an assignment i just had to like i had Prove to you were a robot no huh sadly no mm. um i had to like write a a normal activity but write it in sociological terms and conform okay. it to like this weird I, I forget what it was, but this is this person who essentially, like, said that everything in our lives, like, everything we do is like a play, and mm. there's the stuff you do behind stage and you do in front of the stage, and mm, it's like it's kind of like the shit you do when nobody's looking. I was like, Literally. you made this way more complicated than it fucking needed to be. Yeah. It's basically just like, what do you do when no one looks? Behind closed doors. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. So I just like I thought about that a little bit and I wrote about the podcast. I was like, oh, this oh. is how we get ready for the podcast and stuff. And uh, I referred to us as like characters and personas. And I was like, I mean, it's not necessarily wrong. I it's... don't think we are exactly like this. No, 100 percent recording. 100 percent not. And I don't think that's yeah. like that. I wouldn't say that we're very extremely different. I would say I'm probably yeah. more different on this show than you are. Like, I feel like you would I tone be, it down a bit. I mean, I'm, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'd say I'm a little bit more tame in everyday life. Not yeah. much, but a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and I uh, probably wouldn't be as, I don't know, what's the word for it? I guess uh, trying to be as stable as I am on this show. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be the straight man. You're just like, nah, dude, yeah. I'm just going for it. It's, it's kind of weird. I'm less kooky and you're more kooky. Is what mm -hmm. we're saying, basically. Kind of, yeah. But we All knew right. we had to even it out, you know. Yeah, I mean, because we couldn't, are learning we couldn't go a whole full lot about fucking balls off, balls to the wall if like both of our char characters were like that on this show. Like, it would make no fucking sense. Yeah, We'd both be yeah. telling the same poop story like at each other at the same time, and it would make like no one would be able to understand it. They'd be like, I don't know, they're just yelling at each other about poop, which is kind of yeah. true. But like, I guess you know, like sitcom wise, I guess the difference would be like. 
we are currently like a new girl esque sitcom where there are like mm. there are Can I be there Winston? is like the straight man to like I keep people Winston. in there. I mean, I, I've been told that I'm Winston, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, Chase definitely like thinks that I'm Winston, and I mean, I love Winston, but after he gets Ferguson, you know what I mean? Because mm. before he kind of sucks, like he's kind of a bitch. I but then he so. gets Ferguson, and he gets fucking weird, and that's the Winston I love. Yeah, just saying. I don't think I don't know. I guess I just like Winston more. I don't think I associate. He's fucking like, great, dude. Yeah, he's fucking great. I yeah, feel like I'd be I mean, more. I'm like a mix of Nick and Schmidt, I think. Because yeah. I can't, because they're like so extremes. But like, I can't yeah. be that much on either side, but I feel like you there's can't. a lot of parts that resonate. <laughs> no one is ever just a normal person in sitcoms. Like, okay, so we currently, we're like the new girl-esque sitcom versus if there was no straight man, it would just be like always sunny. And we would yeah. just be like doing the dumbest fucking shit. Like I mean, somebody be Danny DeVito because of how short you know? I am. Yeah, it's I'd be fucking good jumping shit. out of couches. My dad actually kind of looks like Danny DeVito. I'm not going to fucking lie. It's really it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's now weird. I wonder what your mom looks like to produce such a cute boy. What's they're so both cute? fucking short, dude. So like every time, every time my parents are in the same room because they're divorced. So it's not very often. But like I always tell them, I'm like, y'all are dumb. Why did you have a kid? And then I, I look at like my wife and I and I'm like, fuck, my kids are going to do the same thing. Because <laughs> fucking she's the same height as me. <laughs> at least they'll be cute i mean you definitely are like maybe maybe there'll be some sort of mutation in their genes or that's something and you make like a fucking giant baby yeah that's what i'm hoping because then they could reach Wouldn't all the tall sweet? shit in the house it'll be great but i always <laughs> it's kind you of use funny them though. as one of those like little arms that you can oh, like yeah, grasp sure. things with yeah just fucking <laughs> you just like pick up thing. your child get you're it. like get it for me get it now <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's it's better off this way like if i would have been tall i just you know i would have been getting too many bitches yeah you would have had too much self-esteem too much it would have just you know it yeah, would have taken been, yeah things would have been so different i, mean, I would have been you know fucking ignorantly bliss everything would be golden like dude guaranteed like you would have you would have taken over the earth you know and god was like you know what this guy's got he's got way too much we need to take a bit away. Like he's well endowed, he's a cute boy, and he's fucking buff as shit. Nah, dude, we gotta take something away. We gotta we gotta shrink him down a bit. We gotta make him like five four. So yeah. like some people like here's the thing. When you get into a fight though, you like approach and they're all like, Oh man, he's a little bitch. And then you just like fucking rocket punch him into the moon. Like, that's it. Fucking didn't see it coming fucking superhero right there but this episode is actually about our top 10 games um, oh is it did everybody Shit. know yeah Oof. i didn't mm -hmm. even know what we were talking about i thought I we were just gonna vamp fucking... for let's just yeah. fucking vamp for like an hour or so i don't even know when this episode started i'm gonna be honest like i don't i kind of lost it in the weeds yeah. like it, it it began at some points but within the past seven minutes i have no idea but Damn. our patrons decided uh, because I way too late in the month asked them, hey, what do you want us to do this extra episode on? And they decided that we were going to do it on our personal top 10 video games. So yeah. interesting enough, uh, as for freaking usual, we took what you said and then just twisted it to make our lives easier and in a sense not answer the question. Well, so, yes I mean, and no. What what kind of like okay. an indie pod thing would it be if we didn't answer your question straight on? We yeah, didn't just true. answer the question. We I feel like mine's a like... little bit more than yours, though. I feel like I 
kind of stuck the landing yet. a little bit closer. I mean, it's it's very possible. So, like I said, these these episodes, these like I guess bi monthly episodes, uh, because there's the book club, then there's these episodes. It, they're meant to they're they're meant to teach people about us, and I feel like chapter one. It's it's very interesting the way that we each did this. So, Josh, how did you approach your list, making your list? Because I'm gonna let you guys all know, Josh was like weirdly like a uh, kind of neurotic about this in a way like he has yet to tell me how but he messaged I've... me yesterday saying how much of a hard time he was having with this and then literally like two minutes before we clicked record he's like i gotta change this one i gotta change it like nope can't i so here's the thing um i've never done a top 10 list i've never in my really? life thought about like what's my favorite video game other than like i really like this game so like we've done okay. top five indies and like granted that is in in that idea you know in that realm like a top it's a top list yeah of sorts but like a lot well, it of makes my it a little games, bit easier because it's generally only in a year we only, only do it for yeah. the indie game of the year thing so it's like exactly. okay you you got every game in a year you're like it's not the entire wealth of video games i've played over my life yeah and so that's a lot of what this is this list is not as much there's a few indies on here but like honestly this list is more like my nostalgia barrier of like there's games on know. here i know are bad but they're like, they're what I grew up with. They're what my childhood was all about. And I'm like, that's my top 10. Because you're never going to beat your childhood games. Like in a lot of ways, there's no way that you're ever... Like Super Mario RPG, spoilers, is on the list. Uh, people would have <laughs> no fucking way. known if they know <laughs> me. But like, there's no way that that game is going to not win just because even if it wasn't that great of a game, which I think it's great. Um, but even if it wasn't like there was a game that it went up against that I was like, fuck, I feel like this one's probably better, but like, I got to give it to it, you know? So to answer the question though, my process was I went through every game I could think of. I literally went through my entire steam library. I typed in a list of Xbox games, list of PlayStation one games, PlayStation two games, Nintendo 64 games, super Nintendo games, blah, blah, blah. The only thing I didn't do, which actually Damn. now I think about is game boy and like handheld games, but I've never been that big into the handheld scene. I thought you were about to say hentai. I was like, I mean, on. I've never really been <laughs> that into hentai either, but like, I mean, you know, uh, you're never too, too young to pick up a new hobby. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, I, I just listed out as many games. Like I went through and I was like, what are my favorites? And so there were a lot of really good ones I passed up, but I still ended up with, when we did this, uh, a list of like 30 something games. And I was like, well, this is the best of the best. And then I had to take that down to 10. So I had to go one by one, be like, is this really the best? Yes. Is this really the best? And do that like over and over again until I got to like 14, 15. And, and I was like there for like an hour being like, oh, I don't want to get rid of this one. But I guess I have to. <laughs> Yeah, you just had to like fucking down your medicine. You're just like, I did this to myself. <laughs> yeah, and that was the that was a process. Um, but we made it to the top ten. Man, One, we did this in like entirely different ways. I know. That's why when you told me your process, I was like, fuck, that probably would have been a lot easier. But I Oh but, yeah. But then again, I'll let you speak to yours. The only thing I will say before I jump to you is um I do not have like this is not a top 10 as in like here's number one here's number two here's number three mine is these are the top 10 games no particular order 
because that would be way too hard for me to decide. Yeah. Particular order fucking blows. Like yeah. that just sucks so bad because then I you think have it's... to like then you have it... to begin weighing nostalgia versus whether the game is actually good. Like you were talking about how your list is like ninety percent nostalgia. It's yeah. like I know there are games on my list that are not as good as others, but right. I mean the way that I did it but was yours. okay. So spoiler alert, my the way I did my list was weird. So I instead of just being like these are the 10 games that I love the most. Instead, I thought it would show a little bit more about me and one thing being that I like to make things as easy for myself as humanly possible. I'm I'm like a little bitch. Actually, I often take the hard road out, which is kind of hilarious, but outside of, you know, just Not with IndiePod, baby. Yeah, yeah. Smooth I sailing. Just try to make myself just try to make everything easier for myself. So what I did was I chose essentially my favorite genres and then chose the game I love most out of those. So I wanted yep. to represent the like wealth of different genres that I love and also include the games and instead of being like oh i have to have like a souls like on my list i have to have like this kind of stuff instead i was just like no i'm gonna choose the genre first and then i will choose the game from within that genre mm -hmm. so mine's a little bit different and obviously it should be said that like this can change literally based on the day of the week like i can yeah. i can fucking play a game mm -hmm. i can look at a screenshot and be like oh dog shit and then just like not not it wouldn't be on my list anymore so right keep that in mind as we go through these uh but just like with josh mine is in no particular order either it was just like essentially i went one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and was just like okay what's a genre that i love i typed it in and i went through my genres first and then i was like what game do i love from these genres and went through some things i put a little bit more effort into like there were a few that i had on here that i was just like Let's be honest, I don't like that that much. Like, I like it, but I don't like those kind of games enough right. to actually have them on my list. So I, I had to take it off. And okay. uh, What I, genres I, didn't make the cut? Um, Like, first-person shooter did not. No, you uh, don't have Monster one Tamer single first-person shooter? No, I do have first-person shooters technically, but it is not from that genre. I I have an entirely like technically it's a different genre. Okay, this will be so, interesting. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see yours. I think you didn't answer the question, but I like it. Oh, 100 percent. I didn't answer the question. Yeah, not even not even a little bit. Like right. technically, I think my number you one would have been the same no matter what. Like that would have been right. my number one game either way. And most of these games would have been on there. Like I guarantee my number like one, my number three, my number four. Um, my number six, like all of these different ones would have been on the list, mm -hmm. but there were ones that would not have made it if I did because not do this. it this way. Yeah. I think that's interesting. And you know, I kind of did this in a, in, in a slight way where when there were games at that mark where it was like 20 of the top 10 and I had to narrow it down, there were times where I looked at it and I was like, well, I already have one that's kind of like this, like same kind of genre. So I would <laughs> take it off. So like I, I okay. did that in certain ways, but not with everything. But there were some games where I was just like, ah, they're kind of the same. I just got to cut it. Yeah, but I we'll mean, see. one of them, and you're going to know pretty quick. One of them is like, I mean, the genre itself is a pretty, like, I. it's a recent discovery that I actually enjoy this genre. 
Um, but we'll talk mm-hmm. about it. Let's actually get into these lists. Mm-hmm. So, Big Josh Boy, let's start out with our number 10s. I want to ask you, what is your number 10 my for number, your favorite uh, favorite video games? My number 10 is Katamari Damacy. Really? I fucking Katamari. love that game, dude. If you don't enjoy the fucking wackiness and just zaniness of this uh this game the idea that you're literally just rolling up trash a big ball of trash (laughs) and you are this tiny just like prince of the cosmos and your dad is this just very very annoying and arrogant and self he's just yeah he's just an ass it's so good, man. And the, the the way that they do that, the music in it, the the actual challenge to it, like it's all so perfect. And it's part of my childhood. This was when I was in high school. I would never have gotten this myself, but a friend of mine had it. I played it at his house and I got obsessed. And I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing because it's it's such a dumb concept. Like, I yeah. love games that do this. I love games that take such an, a mundane topic and be like, what if we made this, like, one of the funnest things you could imagine? And you're like, that's impossible until it's not. It's okay. so good. I mean, that sounds amazing. You're making a really strong case for Katamari. I'm going to be honest. I've never played and I never even wanted to. Dude, oh, I've, I've, it's so good. It's just... It doesn't seem like a my kind of game. Like people have told me constantly that they love it, and I'm gonna be honest, I own that shit. I own. I'm not Katamari, surprised because at this point, I think you own every game in existence. Because <laughs> I, I feel like there's so many times where I'm like, this is a good game, and you're like, I'll never play it, but it's right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, too many I mean, times. And I own it on like fucking PlayStation Two, dude. Like, I, I own it on a console that, like, it was just, I really liked the cover art. Honestly, I bought so many things because I love the cover art the, and it was a good price. The, I was just like, the art style, like, the actual, uh, the actual aesthetics to that game are so crisp and so interesting. Like, I love the way everything has that, like, very artistic but polygon type style to it. I don't know. It's just so good. So, for my number 10. Um, the genre I chose was action adventure. I feel like that was a pretty easy genre to choose. And also like, okay, so I think when it came down to number 10, I was like, fuck, what am I going to put here? Like, I didn't even Mm -hmm. know. I was like, I actually, I I realized that I did not like this many genres. Like some of them were big stretches that I was just like, fuck it. Like I want to include this game. So I'm pretty much just going to choose this genre, but I I had to choose action adventure because there's a decent amount of games that I love, um, like the Uncharted series of games I I adore. Uh, but the thing I had to come down to was 2018's God of War by Santa Monica Ooh, Studio. Good had game. to put it on my list. It's good so game. fucking good, dude. I I've been trying to like allocate time to replay it recently, but then it's also just like that's gonna take me so long, and I'll have to turn on my PlayStation Four. That's like, just wait till you get a PS5. Yeah, time is one thing, but the turning on my PlayStation 4 for anything but streaming like different TV shows is like a no go for me. It wasn't going to happen. But 
This game is so fucking good. The way it just turns the God of War series on its head and actually makes Kratos a likable character. Atreus is awesome. It makes me want so much more from the next God of War, God of War Ragnarok, whatever they're actually going to call it, if that's not its real name. And I I mean, I loved the Leviathan Axe. I thought it was awesome. I There are people who talk shit about the fast travel system, but I love the idea of walking along the branches of Yggdrasil. I think that's so fucking dope. I mean, the game Jotun does that, but it's not the same, obviously. But I do need to actually beat Jotun, because that game is pretty cool. But I, I ultimately was like, you know what? Real top 10 or not, there's no way that I can't include God of War. And you'll notice pretty quickly, I think, that something that I find really interesting, the only game that i would say has nostalgic factor for me on this list i only have a single one and even that is just like i love that game i've played it recently i fucking love it like Mm -hmm. i didn't go for nostalgia with most of mine one of the the only game that actually was nostalgia like legitimate nostalgia i took off because i was like i don't even like that series enough like i don't like that genre enough (laughs) what was the game what was the game it was fucking spectrobes beyond the portals i'm not even joking (laughs) like that was the monster tamer game i chose because i was just like you know what I like Pokemon, but I like Excavation more. So I was like, it's got to be Spectrobes. But you know what? Beyond the Portals did it better. And I was like, Mm okay, it's got to be Spectrobes Beyond the Portals. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I even I even like monster tamers that much, so I just took it off. I was oh like, it just goodness. doesn't make sense to have it. Damn. It just didn't. You know what's crazy is God of War was such a great game, and like while I was going through this, I didn't, didn't even, even really think, think about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd put it on my top ten, but like it'd probably be eleven. <laughs> I don't know. You made thirty and didn't include it, so would it be? <laughs> Which is crazy. Well, I mean, it also speaks to the fact that there's just too many good games, and like oh, I'm just. Yeah fucking furiously growing going through all of these lists and i just happened to miss that one because i i think i i kind of like skipped over ps4 era because i mostly didn't play a lot on that era other than like um the the remastered last of us uh god of war and days gone you got really into days gone i remember that you were like man i really love these pale zombies they're really cool no i love them not me. Oh wait, they're not zombies. They're called freakers. Like you were very adamant not, that they were they were not, not zombies. Not me. Not me. Someone <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Horizon Zero Dawn. Maybe that's. Oh the yeah, game. that was pretty good too. Yeah, <laughs> but it wouldn't be my top ten. No way. Okay. It was good. It was All right. Speaking good. of your top ten, what is your number nine game? Fallout New Vegas. Really? Yeah. No fucking way. Here's the thing. I I scrubbed out Fallout New Vegas. It was on my list first. And I was just like, you know what? Because I like, I chose RPG, uh, like RPG. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I could count Fallout New Vegas as like an RPG. It's like a first person shooter RPG. And it was initially on my list. And then I was just like, I like this one more. So I just like, I etched it out. I fucking etched a sketch to that bitch. Wrote something else in. So I, this is the one that I kept going back and forth with is because it's this and fallout three and fallout three is a bad game uh a lot of people constantly are very angry at fallout three because it changed a lot of things and it's not as great sites it's fucking annoying down the sites um but fallout three for me of why like i wanted to pick it was because of that nostalgia factor but i was like new vegas is a much better version and so i have to go with it but like the fallout universe in general is just like 
It's my fucking jam. And Fallout 3 is where I was introduced to it. So it's why I had to include it on this list. Like there's another game that's very similar in this theme, but I love post-apocalyptic worlds. That's <laughs> what I love. Yeah. Fallout Never in Vegas is so fucking it. good, dude. Yeah, I, I really, really like I truly wish that I would have included it. I mean, there's like maybe I don't know, actually. I I love it so much that it's like the two games that I have in roughly the category that it would go, I don't know if I would actually replace it because I like mm. them more. All Just right, I well. fucked myself with the way I base my this list. This genre dude. thing is tough. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very, very limiting, especially for people who only play like select genres, which is usually the case because you like yeah. what you like. So I can imagine this being a little bit uh, difficult for you. But I mean, yeah, I made it easier in a sense for myself. Plus, but then I also is like See? kind of like a backhanded this is, compliment. This is going like that hard road easier. thing. Yeah, Little did yeah. you know, you're just a dum dum making it difficult <laughs> I was for yourself. The worst. <laughs> yeah, that's very Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, that definitely checks out. Actually, I, uh, I fucking love Fall of New Vegas. I really like. I I hundred percent would have included it if I didn't do this genre type yeah. because it's something that I really fell in love with on the Xbox 360. I vividly remember when I purchased it. I was visiting my friend in Pocatello and we went to the GameStop. I saw the cover art. I fucking I thought the NCR Ranger was so dope looking. We bought it. He and I both bought a copy. We went back to his house. He was playing World of Warcraft because they had just done a new patch and he was like obsessed. He was addicted and I was playing Fallout New Vegas just sniping all these fat ants everywhere. I still go back and play Fallout New Vegas. I played it like last year. That Damn. game is so fucking good, but yeah. it didn't it didn't make this list because I just, I just like these other games a little bit more. Right. So interesting enough, uh, like a genre from uh, the big Josh boy's heart. It's not going to be card games. Don't you worry. Is it roguelike? I didn't put a card game on here. Yes, it is roguelike. Oh! I put a roguelike on my list because recently, like I, with children of Morta, I was like, you know what? I actually like, I, I can't say that I like roguelikes because like I'm rogue not lights. good enough at games to do it all in one. Rogue but I was lights. like, lights have the small amount of progression that makes it a little bit easier for me. And I was like, should Children of Morta go on this list? Because it's pretty fucking good, dude. Mm. Like, it's pretty good. But then I like, I went into my head and I was like, you know what? There's a game that's a little bit close to my heart that I have to include on this list. I mean, it's just necessary <sighs> at this point. And it's got to be Moonlighter, dude, yep, by Digital Sun it. Games. I knew it. Had to put Moonlighter mm. on the list. If I was going to put Roguelite, it had to be Moonlighter. I fucking love the game. It's it's so good. I love Will. I love the character designs in the game. I, I love the mix of like having to run your shop and going into the dungeons. It's kind of a nice breath of fresh air, even though you're constantly looking out for like these little dickheads trying to steal your shit. <laughs> yeah. Or for some reason, I'm going to say it once again, for some reason, all the people are like, this isn't a good enough price. And then they try to like totally welch me out of money. I'm like, dude, I'll kill you. Like <laughs> I literally like I go into that dungeon and I kill monsters. Like that's literally what I do. And you're shitting on me right now, bro. I'll this fucking gut you. Like I ain't even worried. I'll fucking cornhole mm. you with a lightsaber, bro. Like got watch you. Got watch your ass. But had to be Moonlighter. I, I love the game. And here's the thing. Okay, so another game was not going to be on my list because I hadn't beaten it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I haven't beaten the game, so I can't say if I love it or not. And uh, then I was like, I haven't beaten Moonlighter either, but I put it on the list. Oh, so I was like, fuck it, dude, let's do it. This motherfucker cheating. He's cheating. <laughs> 
So I was just like, you know what? Even if I get to the end of these games, there's nothing that could make it so... Like, there's nothing that could ruin this experience for me. Unless for some reason, if I just, like, got fucking ganked or something. Yeah. I don't... Here's the thing. Like, a top... Especially when it's your personal list. Like, you could argue for a top 10 video games of all time list. Like, you can't say that because you need to know what the full experience is but like if this is your your personal list of like the top 10 games like i don't equate this to like a game has to be good for me to think it's my favorite it has to have given me that experience and that that memory of like i really loved playing this game and like for that reason top 10 like it doesn't matter you could have whatever your reason you want for it yeah i guess if i had to like take this if i was getting paid well i guess in a sense i am getting paid to do this but if i was getting paid no we're not we still don't have our paypal account (laughs) i fucking know dude i need to fix that but (laughs) fucking vaughn screwing us over it's locked for a good reason i guess Uh, yeah to keep your fucking mitts off of it (laughs) (laughs) but it was like i i decided i was like you know what i instead of taking this question super seriously i took it in the other vein where i was like i want to teach more about myself so i had to include these games so speaking of big josh boy what is your number eight number eight is mega man x really i've mega man x dude i I'm didn't a, even know you liked mega man i'm a just huge, in general huge mega man fan when i was a kid oh. i played so much of mega man and i had a bunch of mega man x and old school mega man like collection ones so i've i've beaten a lot of the old school games i've beaten a lot of the mega man x games mega man x though is always going to be my favorite just because it was like the first one that i spent so many hours on when i was a kid and just shitty at games and you just constantly replay over and over and over and over and over again but like mega man x was so cool and the fact that you could jump on the wall and like dash and uh, the charge shot was so good like i don't know man it, it just it made mega man so much better for me personally in like a lot of ways plus you could get a hadouken you could literally <laughs> get the Hadouken as uh, an ability to shoot out if you got enough power-ups and whatnot. And it was very overpowered if you had it. I personally, like when it comes to the Mega Man series, even though I'm not super well-versed, I've always liked the design a lot more of the Mega Man Zero games. Mm, um, mm, I, mm. I want to pick up the collection, and I really hope they do a collection of the Battle Network games oh, like Battle they Network. have done Network with the recent good. collections. Yeah. So... I, I would very much like that. I mean, considering how fucking bad I was at, like, what was it, like, two steps from Eden? There's no way that I'm going to be... One step, yeah, that was yeah, a tough... Or one step from tough. Eden, yeah. I, there's no way I'm going to be able to fucking beat any of the Mega Man uh, Battle Network games, but those games are really, really cool. And, <laughs> yeah, Mega Man is just such a cool license. It's just so yeah, interesting. For I, sure. I used to love shit. the old uh, the old cartoon... Uh, well, the like really old cartoon, and then the the like Jackie and Mega Man, which I was always like, choice of words, not good. Yeah, you're like it's a little weird. It's a you little, just imagine it's a little he's on just the like, nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jacking in. <laughs> not cool, Mega Man. Um, uh, what's yours? Yeah, <laughs> let's I mean, transition for, from yeah. that because you know. Uh, my number eight is, so the genre I chose was Metroidvania and naturally, like I said, didn't have to beat the game. So it had to be Hollow Knight by Team Cherry. Yeah, just had to be. I I just enjoy like the world of Hollow Knight far too much to have like it, it not be on this list. How far did you get? Did you get to the part where you could dash 
like rocket yourself from one wall to the next no uh -uh. okay i got to the city of tears is is where i got and then i got my dick kicked in by like the wizard like the the weird like magistrate dude and that kind of annoyed me so i took mm. i like i was like you know what i'm gonna take a little breather and then i got into pc gaming and decided i didn't want to play on my ps4 anymore and that's where that save is so now i just got to restart on well the pc copy i already uh, owned before buying it on playstation 4 i guess that'll just have to be the next book club I would actually like, okay, you, dude, you think I fucking beat Cyber Shadow? <laughs> dude, I, I, okay, I'm so interested in hearing who actually out of our has book club gloop, yeah, gloop group has beaten it. Because I'm, I'm interested to see what the level of uh, ability is from I would our fucking love so much for us to come to the book club and I'm the only one who hasn't beaten it. I would too. I would love it. <laughs> god that'd be so funny watch the they're gonna listen to this episode and be like i gotta fucking i gotta beat cyber shadow just so i could like rub it in vaughn's face in yeah. my recording which i'm gonna be honest i would i i appreciate the play like i yeah. get it like you guys pay to shit on me at least a certain amount at least that's what the wombat emperor of australia has taught us so it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you just gotta take it dude yeah, you just gotta dude. take it that final boss though that it's a doozy so. exactly there's there's no fucking way i'd ever be able to beat it that's that's my whole point speaking of yeah i could never I, I i i can beat hollow knight this year i am going to beat hollow knight and i'm going to be moonlighter it's going to happen i'm i'm taking things a little bit more seriously i'm like you know what i'm gonna actually beat like i think it was like i wanted to beat 80 percent of the games that i played and I have gone back and I have beaten them, even though they might piss me off. Like Ashen really pissed me off. Oh, but I don't know I that I agree it. with that so. sentiment. I feel like if you don't enjoy a game, fucking dump it. Oh, here's the thing. It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying. It was just pissing me off. Like I, I just want to like complete roughly 80% of the games that I play just so I get a full like idea of what's going on. But it, it's, it's for the most part to just not pick up and put down so many games. Mm. Like I do it so often. I, I probably like before, probably like 30%. I think I actually beat yeah. of games in a year and it's just ridiculous. So big Josh boy, what is your number seven of all time? Diablo original og diablo really okay diablo is another one of those games that i just have such nostalgia for i love the genre in general like there's something about the like the dumb grindiness to it and exploration of it that i'm just very into because it's a very like chill game in a lot of cases like it could still be hard but like it's still pretty chill because like mechanically it's not the craziest of games but i've always just had a big fascination with diablo because it was one of those games as a kid like growing up that i was like whoa this is weird like the idea of going down into the depths of hell and finding diablo himself and then eventually spoilers becoming diablo um <clears throat> and so i i think it was it was pretty nuts just in general the way that worked because it was also the first game that i had ever seen from a procedurally generated like side of things and i thought that was super cool i got really big into the online of that game and had a bunch of friends who who played that which now thinking about it i feel like the internet was like just at its like infancy which i'm like 
I don't remember. You're like, you got dial-up. How the fuck did you do this? Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember how we actually played that, but yeah, we did. You're midway through a fucking dungeon and somebody's mom gets on the phone and they just start like, they're like, mom, I will murder you. Like typical teenage fashion. It, um... It was just so good, man. And I've I've loved Diablo 2. Diablo 3 was shit, but was fun in some <laughs> ways. Uh, Diablo 4 will probably also be shit. But, like, I love the Diablo series for what it was beforehand. And I just, I played that game so much as a kid. Gotta put I mean, it on dude, there. I feel like you're skipping over what will be, uh, go down in history as the best Diablo game. And that's Diablo Immortal. Because Immortal? we all have cell phones, dude. We all it's got true. Them. We do have so cell phones. So we could phones. all play some fucking Diablo together, you know? As much as I love fucking grinding uh, <laughs> endlessly, I don't want that to be something that I could do 24-7. Because it's just always <laughs> on my phone. You need to have that reprieve. You yeah. need to be able to be like, I don't, like, I'm going to leave this room so I can't play this game anymore. Yeah. Diablo is always one of those games where, at least for Diablo 3, because fuck it, where I'll <laughs> I'll put it down and I'll be like, this game sucks. And then I'll get back into it. I'm like, this is kind of fun. And then uh, like a week will go by and I'm like, ah, this game sucks again. I remember. <laughs> Doesn't hold up. I've convinced myself once again. This yeah. game blows. Turns okay. out it was shit all along. <laughs> Speaking of Diablo-based loot systems, I actually kind of find it interesting that both of our number sevens, like my number seven is obviously, at least the genre itself, let alone the game, is obviously inspired by Diablo. And so the genre I chose was games as a service, because as we all know, I, yeah, it's Destiny 2. Mm -hmm. I chose Destiny 2 because here's the deal. I was like, I, I was going to choose Destiny, because it was the one I got into more. I was like obsessed right. with Destiny. Every week when Reset happened, Chase Forrest and I, we were a fire team. We got on there. We gr- we would like grind the nightfall. We would grind the raid. We would do everything we could. But we eventually fell off after, um, after the Taken King expansion. And we didn't really play Rise of Iron. And ultimately, I just felt like destiny 2 has told a better story so far so i decided that destiny 2 had to be the one i chose of course between the dlcs like i actually really like the red war campaign i've been wanting to replay it even though it doesn't exist anymore from what i understand Mm -hmm. like you can no longer play the actual campaign of destiny 2 which is kind of fucked up that's um yeah Mm -hmm. now if you make a new character it basically just makes you go through the first mission of d1 which is really weird. It's really off-putting. I don't like it. Um, that's but- the strange. That's the strange like thing with games of a service. Or games as a service of like the fact that it's so uh, just changeable and so like moldable that it becomes yeah. a totally different game. Like I like it because it's it's good for the players who are like in it and need something new. But like I've never played Destiny, and if I want to get into it now, it's never going to be the same experience it was for other people. Yeah, 100%. But I had to include Destiny 2 on here by Bungie just because I love the universe so much. I love the gunplay. I I really adore a lot of the characters. I've been thinking about Cade 6 a lot recently just because I fucking love Exos and Nathan Fillion's amazing. So, of course, just fucking robots and Nathan Fillion got to go together, and that's fucking Cade 6. So, naturally, had to put Destiny 2 on here. But Big Josh Boy, tell me what your number 6 is. 
Super Mario also, RPG. Also, I don't know if... Uh, uh, sorry, I just cut you off there. No, if anyone can hear this really fucking annoying car alarm that's going off right now, sorry. Can't hear it. Now but... it's not going off anymore. No, like, right go. when that's I said I that, it stopped. It. Yeah. Number six. Super Mario RPG. <gasps> it's a fucking good no. one. No. I know. It's surprising, right? Who would have thought? Dude, Super Mario RPG is such a good game. I very rarely will play a game again. Like, it's just, uh, I just don't do it a lot. Super Mario RPG, every couple of years I replay this game. I don't know why. I just always go back to it. I always hope that someone will remake it or make a new one, but <laughs> they'll never do it because it was a mashup between Square and Nintendo, which licensing is awful. Um, but I really loved it. It was my first, like real take into the rpg side of things i never was one for turn-based combat before this and this was kind of my my gateway drug into it because it's a mix of turn-based versus like actually having real-time active uh button mapping to like to block and to attack to do more damage or do less damage to you um and i i loved it because it was it was that activeness of of keeping it kind of fresh enough where it was like oh okay and the world of it, like having all these new characters, all this, this, these different environments, like there's so much to this game that goes uh, like against the normal, just Mario is just like, here's Mario and Bowser and Peach. Well, they're having a good time. Oh, he stole the princess again. Like it's definitely different. <laughs> there's new characters. It's all this, this lush world to just be in and be involved in. And there's this totally new bad guy. The fact that they made Bowser literally one of your party members and this was obviously one of the first times because there's been a couple of things kind of like that since but this was one of those first times where you're like whoa the bad guy is is he's the good guy now like what what is this that's so weird <laughs> and because there was just a, an eviler evil and i think that's so cool like i don't know as a kid i really love the game i still love the game i fucking hate that they won't port it to switch or make a remaster but you know, Nintendo doing Nintendo things. Just fuck all the consumers and give us 60 bucks for whatever the fuck they want to port next. I mean, if they ever do remaster it, you guaranteed you're paying 60 or more bucks for it and it's going to have like timed exclusivity. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't mind. If, if it came out, I'd get it no matter what times ex exclusivity thing. I don't really care too much about that part, but like, man, if they charge $60 for that, I'd be like, you're really pushing it, Nintendo. Like... You better fucking. I don't know. They pretty those much graphics. drawn their line in the sand and just shown people that they will not go any cheaper. I know, They're but like, that's not even not that's happen. not even a Wii U port. That's literally <laughs> that's literally they would take the same thing that was on the Virtual Console of the Wii U and be like Wii U port sixty dollars. Like get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, so for my number six, I chose the third person shooter genre. And I really like that. It's not necessarily a stretch because this game actually is a third person shooter. But initially I was like, okay, do I put like Uncharted? Do I put Gears of War? Both franchises I really love. I even thought about maybe like including the Division 2 possibly or the Division. But hmm. I was like, you know what? I actually don't like those that much. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I love Gears of War and I love Uncharted. But the Division games, I was just like... I, I would have put them in a games as a service category because I feel like they yeah, might they have like stood the smallest chance up against Destiny, but Destiny is just way better in my opinion. So the game I ended up choosing was Mass Effect 2 by Bioware. Mm. I adore Mass Effect 2 
Specifically, I just adore the I I fucking adore the entire Mass Effect franchise, including Andromeda. Yeah, it fucking like it's got its problems, but I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, specifically, I had to choose Mass Effect Two because it features my favorite character, which is Legion, the Geth turncoat. I absolutely adore Legion. That's why, like, my thing is hide Legion. That's exactly oh. why. And it reveals. I I really love Legion. Once again, loving me some robot boys. Like, it's just awesome. Plus, he's a sniper, so it's like the... It's a perfect crossover. Once again, just like Cade 6. He's a sniper and he's a robot boy. Fucking Cade 6 is Nathan Fillion and a robot boy. You pretty much fucking smash anything up and it with the robot boy i'm gonna love it like except for astro boy i'm gonna be honest i don't give a shit about astro boy like sorry 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 not sorry i don't the care one exception baby he's fucking he got dumb hair like okay and he's like just wearing underwear like that's fucking dumb plus i mean mass effect 2 is just a great fucking game it was basically like it, it just had such like lower stakes first you were going up against sovereign who is a reaper who's trying to like bring all of the reapers out from basically like dark space and kill everyone and you've got mass effect 3 which is literally a war against the reapers and it's just these massive grandiose campaigns but then mass effect 2 instead is just like a bunch of human colonies are just being pillaged by some weird ass fucking alien and we don't know what they're doing figure it out and yes it does link up to the reapers and yes they do pose a big threat but it's not like it's not universe ending threat like mm -hmm. mass effects one and three are that's why i really really love mass effect 2 i love that it's kind of a smaller story i i love the characters like i love legion i love thane i love garris's story arc in it i love tally's story arc in it i think it's awesome once again just fucking tally best romance choice i mean i haven't tried playing as a woman so maybe garris is um he's got some pointy edges but i would still kiss that cute boy but had to choose me some mass effect 2 all right then. but big josh boy Speaking of choices, what is your number five? Psychonauts. No way. Yeah. I didn't actually include Psychonauts. I, yeah, I struggled. It's not even on my list. I struggled with this one because Psychonauts is a game that for the longest time was like my platform. So there's a lot of platformer games that I, I was like, oh, I want this to be there. But Psychonauts is like the OG. And that's kind of why I picked it. Psychonauts was my favorite game for so long when I was a kid growing up. Um, because I was, Same. I've always been into platformers, 3D platformers. I grew up with like Banjo Kazooie and stuff like that, which are very good, not on this list, but very good. Um, <laughs> and Psychonauts just had that very strange humor to it. I liked. I like the concept of going into people's brains. I love the Milkman, best <laughs> character hands down. Um, everything about that game was just very unique, very creative um the kaiju battle level is great like it's so awesome when you find out that you're the piece of shit <laughs> yeah it's so so good like it's it's very um it's just a very well-designed game other than the weird difficulty spike at the very very end but i would recommend it to a lot of people i think it still holds up it's obviously clunky because it's an old game but it still holds up and it's just a fun time I absolutely agree. Psychonauts is great. I love all the weird quirks to it. Can't wait for Psychonauts too. Yeah. Even though we won't be able to report about it on Will the not. Uh, on the podcast. Will not. Sorry. Sucks to suck. Uh, my number five. I had to include 
the Souls-like genre because I am a big fan. Even though I haven't beaten many of them, I have recently really gotten into it. Of course, I have my goal of beating at least one from Software Souls-like game. That's why I'm streaming Pretty the close there, Dark aren't Souls you? 2 on the weekends. No, dude, I'm not close. I'm like 30 mm. hours in to what is like an 80-hour game from what I understand. Ooh, you picked the wrong yeah. one, baby. I fucking know, dude. Especially because I'm killing the Looking Glass Knight right now, and he's a bitch. He summons phantoms, and I fucking hate it. But the game that I included is, and I mean, some people might be annoyed by this. You have to take this with a little grain of salt because it does, it's like kind of a mashup of genres that I really enjoy, and I have actually, like, Dark Souls 2 is the first Souls-like that I'm legitimately giving a large amount of time to, or at least the From Software developed Souls-like games or mm -hmm, Souls-born mm -hmm. games that I'm putting a massive amount of time into to beat. Those are games that I feel like you do really have to beat to get the full experience of them. Like, I can love the story and the lore, but the boss battles are so important that I really need to get through the entire game to decide. You can, of course, say the same thing for, like, Moonlighter or Hollow Knight, but fuck it, I wanted them on my list. So, the game that I chose for my Souls-like is Remnant from the Ashes by Gunfire Games. I've been replaying that shit recently. Like, mm -hmm. I think it was, like, this week. Uh, this most recent episode of the podcast where I was like, I need to find something where I can just chill and fucking play for a little bit. Yep. Something to just like simmer down with because <laughs> I've been a little bit stressed recently. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play some fucking Remnant from the Ashes, dude. Like I bought the DLCs and so I went in thinking that I was going to play the DLCs and then I realized... I couldn't remember how to play the fucking game. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know the controls anymore. Like I would never survive. So instead I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll play through the Redo campaign it. again. And All then right. I will play the DLC. The nice thing about it is though, that it does have this small element of procedural generation to where I'm actually encountering bosses and getting weapons and like different sequences that I never did when I played it the first time That's cool. or when I played it like basically like halfway through the game with Chris, mm -hmm. just like randomly playing with him. So I'm really liking it. I, I adore Remnant from the Ashes. I even played Kronos before the Ashes, even though I thought it was mediocre uh, when compared to Remnant. But shit, dude, I fucking I love this. I think it's so awesome. I love third-person shooters, and the mashup with the Souls-like is so much fun, and it just feels so good to play the game. But, cool. Big Josh boy, I imagine it feels so good that we're almost to the end of these lists. So tell me, what is your number four? <laughs> number four is the Stanley Parable. Really? I yeah. want to play the Stanley Parable so bad. It is. I I love that I had the excuse for the longest time that I was waiting for it to come to PS4, and now I'm on PC, and I still haven't played the Stanley Parable. Yeah. <laughs> you're never gonna get that uh achievement to have it to not open it for what was it like nine years or something yeah it's obviously the time has passed yeah. there's it's not gonna happen but damn that would have been awesome to actually get the stanley parable is very very different um yeah it is an adventure game it is a for the most part a walking simulator so it's not anything that if you're if that's not your jam you probably won't like this but the thing about this one was it was so groundbreaking for me anyway uh for a lot of ways and the main way is obviously that the narrator is literally narrating everything you're doing as you're doing it but it's not like you're scripted to do something right it's it plays based on the choices you make 
And there's many ways that you can take it. There's ways where you can go kind of straight path and t go where the narrator is, is telling you to kind of go, or you could just walk the opposite direction and the narrator will get mad at you and be like, what are you doing? And that's so creative. It's so clever in a lot of ways. And it really became this thing where every time you played this game, you wanted to look for what's that one different way that I could go? What's the way that the narrator will ch totally change? What's the way the game will will be a different path for me to take? And it's very much a discovery type of game where this is more about you not really witnessing something, but you trying to carve a new path each time you're playing, which I think is a really good way to push people who don't really like this narrative game because it's not as much just a like, walk around and figure stuff out it's more of just like i mean it is but like it's it's <laughs> you doing that with more of a, a mystery behind it and not a mystery in the world of like it's a mystery like i wonder what will happen next it's like i wonder what could happen next is the difference and for that reason i think it's just one of the top 10 gotta play it one day game looks it's, really good it's and it's not it's not like a long game it's not it's just a, it's a really good experience and you just keep trying different uh different ways to play it the thing i'm looking forward to most is just the fact that the narrator goofs on you so yes, fucking hard it's so good. he just messes with you for like the entire game yeah i just that's something i'm really looking forward to a game that doesn't mess around though Here's the thing. I'm into a lot of twos on this list. Um, I feel like sequels are just like, like I almost included Titanfall 2, honestly. Like that was the first person shooter that I chose. Mm -hmm. And then I nixed it because I was like, I haven't played Titanfall 2 in a while. <sighs> and I've refused to buy it on a Steam sale for the past like four Steam sales. So I feel like didn't love it enough good. to include it on a list, you know. But So what genre my, is this? My number four, okay, is Dragon Age 2 by Bioware. Ooh. Here's the thing. I thought about including Dragon Age 1, and I was like, mm, I love me some Dragon Age 1. If I could also put The Awakening in there, like the DLC, I, I really love that shit. It introduces one of my favorite characters, which is Anders, but like, I just, I wasn't sure if I could do that. And I was like, Inquisition. I've, I've only beat it the one time, and honestly, it was my least favorite of the three. I thought it was fun, but the story was a little bit, like, it, it was different. Um, it's very anticlimactic, in my opinion, unless you take, like, certain routes and do things that the game obviously wants you to do instead of, like, there are some choices that you can make in the game that technically, like, are supposed to make you underpowered, but really it's just hilarious because, like... I just chose the things that I wanted. Like essentially there are a couple choices. Like one, you can make Morgan super powerful. And I was like, but there's a downside to that. So no. And somebody still got to have that power though. So it's just like, okay, well, here's the other thing. You can enlist the aid of a dragon. And I was like, fuck it. Sure. I'll go enlist the aid of a dragon, which is like the dumbest shit. You like, just go and you're like dragon fucking, <laughs> eat a dick like fucking help me and then it's like okay so it really is like anticlimactic at times so it's like you know what dragon age 2 is just so good it has so many payoffs for so many characters that i really really loved we get to see what it was like for families fleeing loathering in the first dragon age game it introduced fenris who i really really love it gave anders a like a conclusion to his story and like additional details that we didn't know that were really, really awesome. Plus it like really serves to develop the lore and it changes up 
the entire like gameplay scheme and just gotta say two things one super awesome waifu which is isabel she was introduced just fucking like also introduces cassandra like way at the end and the fucking the most kissable little dwarf ever is fucking varic tethris so awesome even though he's like a shit companion always have him as my companion inquisition and throughout the entirety of dragon age 2 because like i just love talking to that guy he's just so good and then when he teaches you how to become an art, like an artificer, and he's just like, yeah, you can make a Bianca, but then you can't. You could can just make traps. That was a big letdown. That was a big letdown in Inquisition. <laughs> uh, but speaking of letdowns, which these should not be, Big Josh Boy, what is your number three? Uh, it's not for me. Uh, <laughs> number three was Bioshock, the original Bioshock. Oh, really? Yep. Original I, I kind of, for Bioshock. some reason, thought you might include like Bioshock 2. No, just because I don't know. I thought you were a big fan of Bioshock Two. <laughs> I so I am. Um, Bioshock Two is still good, but like I think that Bioshock Two is probably better overall, and just because they they you know they did things that they do in a sequel, they clean up shit that you didn't think about in the first run through, right? But they add a multiplayer mode that doesn't need to exist. They definitely did. Um, <laughs> which I played it. It was still kind of fun, but like they didn't need it. <laughs> um the dlc to, to bioshock 2 though is probably the best like if i could just say that dlc i'd probably just put that the uh minerva's den that hands mm-hmm. down is fucking great just like okay. don't even you you don't even really have to play bioshock 2 just play minerva's den uh but bioshock 1 is definitely on my list just because that moment uh that everyone knows from bioshock if you don't know bioshock i won't ruin it for you but would you kindly uh play bioshock um i that moment in the game was such a turn that i did not expect um and it made me just like actually angry it was one of the times so i know like you have people who are like oh i cry at games i'm really emotional with games i get like all these feelings and like i don't mean to be weird about it but like i just don't with a lot of things yeah same um it's just it's just not me like i still have like i'm like oh that's a really good moment like kind of a thing but like i never get that crazy like outwards emotional but like this one i was very like just audibly angry i was like well how could they have done this to me i was like what the fuck i like i felt in my core just very betrayed violated yeah i was like (laughs) what the fuck is happening um and I, I don't get that very often with games. And like, that's one of the biggest reasons. And plus Bioshock just from a, like a conceptual level is fucking cool, man. Like I'd never do it because the underwater shit and like just any type of not being able to breathe in a certain space, like whew, not for me, baby, that's too much. <laughs> um, but like the idea of your own civilization down in the under depths of the world, like so fucking cool. Yeah, until it goes off the rails and people start eating each other's faces and you're just I like, mean, yeah, too far. That's too a, far, bro. That's a big uh, part of being isolated. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just you just got to eat someone's face. Yeah, dude, I've heard it's the best meat. Like other than the butt. Like if you just if you're not too big into the fat, the juicy thickness mm-hmm. of the butts, especially like yours and mine, you got to go for the face. I've heard it's the best part, best part. Uh so my number 3 and just to let you know, what beat out Fallout New Vegas was actually Dragon Age 2 on my list. Ah, um, good but to know. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, my number three is an action RPG, and it is Fable 2 by Lionhead mm. Studios. I fucking, like, this is the one game that I believed had any sort of nostalgia on me, but yeah. having replayed it recently, I'm just like, I fucking love this game. Mm. <laughs> like, it really pisses me off that it isn't on PC, so I can just play through. Like, I had to turn on my Xbox One. What? What? But God, I love Fable 2, dude. I, I love it so much. The The introduction of guns, I'm going to be honest, like I fucking love guns. Like flintlock pistols are just such a cool design and they're like bringing them into Fable was really, really awesome. Are you not a fan of Fable 2, Big Josh Boy? <sighs> Fable 1 was so great and I just See, think Fable 2 and 3 went down. I think Fable 3 went down. The journey sucks. Um, And then... Yeah, there's there's problems with like what it was going to be. Hopefully, it's going to be better. But I do love Fable One, just a massive amount. I really do enjoy it. But I I much preferred like the story of. I didn't want to play through the game again about like searching through. Like I love the story of Fable, but finding Teresa and then finding your mom and the Sword of Aeons and the Jack of Blades mm -hmm. is just. I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, you know what? I, I love Fable so much with the Lost Chapters DLC. So fucking good. But I do much more enjoy the idea of having to gather this ragtag group of heroes to then fight this like kind of corrupt like emperor sort of a deal. Like I, I much prefer that storyline um, over the two. And then Fable 3 is just like, Fuck it, there's a war coming and you got to prepare for it, which kind of blew in a sense because in the end it turns out that you could have just paid for it yourself. And then you're like, man, I didn't have to put those kids to labor? That fucking sucks. Yep. Like, that would have been cool. But I really loved it. Plus, you get a dog in Fable 2. I like, mean, let's that, be is, real. that is the big plus. And nobody calls you chicken chaser. Oh, that's you that's just chickens. That's literally, why it went down is yeah. It, you don't get chicken chaser. Oh, because it didn't Not have a it. Game. Dude, I a bird shits on your head in Fable Two, and I then they love... call you Sparrow the rest of the game. No, I love chicken chaser. Okay, it's all right. Well, good. I gotta, I gotta go for Fable Two because I didn't like. They still do the like callouts where they're like. Fucking, I forget what I call myself, like, every time. I don't know. I, I keep Sparrow for a really long time because I actually think that's a cool name. But at least I don't hear, like, everyone just sounds fucking shit-faced. So good. So, number two, Big Josh Boy. What you got? Number two. You ready for this? I don't think I am. What do you think the two remaining games are? I think Binding of Isaac's your number one. I'm going to be honest. I think yeah, you might one. be right. But what's my number two? Um, Come on, make I fun would of me, like baby. to say Slay the Spire. Honestly, Hell yeah! <laughs> Am I too predictable? Maybe. Make make fun of me, baby. <laughs> make fun of me, baby. I like it. Slay the Spire. It's too good, dude. It's the game that literally made me not hate card games, even though I hate card games. Really, Big Josh boy, gone it's on the, the record saying he doesn't hate card games. <clears throat> Weird. <laughs> I know, very strange. Um, but it, it really is. It was the gateway drug into actually finding out that I don't just hate card games. Because for the longest time, I hated the idea, and I've talked about this many times, so I'm not going to dwell too long on my last two because people have heard me fucking rant about these two games multiple, multiple, multiple times. But 
the fact that you don't have to build your deck and be all like, let me fucking spend hours just thinking of the best way to beat someone. And instead it's like, nope, it's all going to be randomized. You're going to have to work with it and figure it out on your own and on the fly. I'm all about it. All right. Uh, Speaking of games that people have heard us talk a lot about, my last two, very much the same. My number two had to choose an MMO. There's no way I didn't. Ugh. I was like, I have to include Ugh. my one of my favorite fucking genres. And here's the thing. I came down to it, and I was like, I like World of Warcraft a, a lot. Like, I would really love World of Warcraft if it had a housing system. I'm going to be honest. Like, I really want it. I knew they added, like, some form in the Warlords of Draenor expansion, but not, not what I wanted. Nope. I just want a fucking house. And then, of course, like, Wildstar fucking died. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic has a fucking really egregious like microtransaction system that I fucking hate like if you're not a subscriber you basically just get shit on yeah, the entire that's pretty time bad. It's yeah pretty plus bad. playing through like the story campaigns like it's cool but once you've gone through it enough on the same characters like you make the same one enough times you're like okay this is fucking boring so I had to choose Elder Scrolls Online for my number all right, two alright I I love the combat system. I love the world of Nern. Like, I've always loved the Elder Scrolls games, so it was Elder Scrolls Online really, like, took it for me. It's got an awesome housing system. It's fucking fully voice acted, which I can't say for World of Warcraft, which really bothers me. And I very much enjoy it. Plus, like, mounts aren't a really big thing in it. Like, mounts are mostly just cosmetic. Yeah. Like, you can you can get them and they make you a little bit faster, but it's not like World of Warcraft where you have to get to, like, level 15 or... I believe it, like, might be 10 now, something like that, to, to get a mount. But, fuck. I love the game. I love it. I think it's awesome. So, Big Josh right. Boy, what is your number one? Well, we already know. Binding of Isaac. <laughs> it's a motherfucker Binding of Isaac. Um, you okay. know... I feel like this is becoming more of a meme than anything of this being my favorite game because I do love this game. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, is it my favorite game? I don't know. But now it's just becoming because it I has mean, the to fact be. that you say you don't know, though, I feel like you're telling the truth where you're just like, I would have to like sit down in a room for possibly, you know, like 24, 48 hours, no light, no anything and really contemplate whether really, Binding of Isaac is my favorite game. Really think about it. But no, I mean, I just, I love what it's done with the genre. I love the um, very grotesque at times, but just very silly nature to it. I love the the systems that are in place and how it changed roguelikes for foreseeably the future. Uh, a lot of them, if you look at roguelikes, they're all very similar in, in style as far as how The Binding of Isaac is set. And I love it. So kudos to them um but it's just it's just a fun game man like it's that experience and this is very similar with all roguelites roguelikes of like it's just so fun to have that run where you just know that you're so powerful that everything is just doesn't your fucking god run yeah you're just like they're so good (laughs) and it's usually those runs where you like the best runs are the ones where you are so close to not making it you're like this is a shit run and then all of a sudden like one or two things change and you're like oh i'm unbeatable now like so (laughs) it feels so good to to be able to make that comeback that triumphant story you know the underdog you fucking turn the tables on yourself yeah and you're like oh you're like oh how the turn tables turn (laughs) (laughs) something like that yeah that sounds about right um but it's a it's 
just an amazing game and i think everyone should play it if they are interested in the roguelike genre or if they like poop oh yeah okay i i love you to add that little bit of extra bit on there you know i mean if you don't like poop you're not gonna like this game like that's the thing like because i'm not really a big fan but like i don't mind it (laughs) i don't mind being chased by poop you're like desensitized to it now kind of vagina monsters poop like dead babies it's just i mean the mixture of this podcast and binding of isaac like what what does it even matter at this point? It means you know? nothing to me anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my number one, super predictable as well. Uh, it is an indie game, of course. Had to had to include the indie game genre in here. And it's Hyperlight Drifter by Heart Machine. Of course. Just had to fucking do it, of dude. Of course. I love Hyperlight Drifter so much. Just the idea of an entire narrative told without the like a single word is so amazing to me i love the gameplay i love the world so much i really want to play the fucking tabletop game whenever it comes out i'm willing to spend the 60 bucks or whatever on it that shit looks dope i think it to be is gonna be fucking awesome it sucks that it's probably never gonna get a sequel especially because like solar ash kingdom is what uh or solar ash now yeah uh, is what heart machine's working on next but damn i i love me some fucking hyper light drifter dude you never know so good could come so out good. one day Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be really cool if we got a sequel. But that is the end of this top 10 episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside the show, you can do so, of course, like we say at the end of every podcast. You can hit us up at IndiePond for the podcast-specific Twitter feed. You can hit me up at Hyde Legion, H-Y-D-E-L-E-G-I-O-N, and you can hit up Josh at the underscore George 90. Of course, this is going to go first, like a month early for our patrons. Plebes, you get it a month late. So by the time this comes out, fucking there's going to be different games on these lists. Like, I mean, technically, by the time this comes out for patrons, it's probably going to have different games on it. So whatever. There you fucking go. Sorry I didn't answer your question seriously, Patreon. I thought this was a little bit more telling of my personality. (laughs) (laughs) This big dum-dum. Yeah. What are you going to do, man? It was still, it was a great conversation. You know, you get to see what people are passionate about. I feel like I, uh, I I gave some good reasoning behind it, uh, as far as what I picked. Yeah. I feel like this is good stuff. So good stuff. I'm going to take us on a tangent before we end this. Have you, are you a fan of Rugrats or like, were you a fan of Rugrats? I like Reptar. And I, I mean, I like Rugrats just in general. And I think all grown up is pretty cool. All grown up was great. Have you seen the new, uh, Rugrats that they're coming out with? There's new Rugrats. There's new Rugrats and they changed the animation in a way that is fucking creepy. (laughs) It looks. I don't want that. So weird, dude. It's three. It's like this 3D version, and it just. Oh man, it is very unsettling. To I look mean, at. I'm just gonna Google new Rugrats. Ooh, yeah. they looking <laughs> weird. I started playing this video at the end there, and I was just like, "The fuck is this?" They look like toys. Yeah, dude. Chucky looks so odd. This shit spooky. Yeah. Huh very strange tangent but i'm trying to think of what this reminds me of like what this animation style reminds me of i mean they really look like toys dude yeah 
it's oh it, it kind of like it it vaguely reminds me of code lyoko i'm gonna oh, be honest yeah i hated that show like a more polished version of code yeah, lyoko i hated that show <laughs> and i think one of the biggest reasons was because of the animation because i was like it's I don't so like ugly this. dude yeah I, I don't like it either don't don't enjoy it yeah which makes me really sad because i love drug rats and i'm looking at this and i'm like i don't know that i could really get down with this I mean, hell, they do like a Reptar spinoff. I don't care if it looks like this shit. I'll fucking watch it. Love me some Reptar. I know, man. What's so, a dinosaur to do when there's kids on the ice? Yeah, it's literally just fucking Godzilla. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, so much for listening to this. Join us next month uh, for our book club episode for Cyber Shadow. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Super stoked to see what... Uh, how many people have beaten it, what they think about it. But that is the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next special episode. Goodbye.